This podcast was inspired by an internship with the Museum of Motherhood. Please visit mommuseum.org for more information about the museum, to find out how you can get involved, and to help us strengthen our wonderful community of mothers. Again, that is mommuseum.org. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Bethany. And I'm Amanda. And And we're we're sisters. We are both toddler moms, but we have very different experiences of motherhood. So we are on a mission to talk to different moms who all have different experiences. With a whole lot of laughter, tears, and probably coffee, we embark on a journey to experience motherhood through the eyes of others. Please join us on this journey as we explore motherhood through funny, loving, and very real memories. This This is is Mom Talks Talks with My Sister. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so well. Welcome back to Mom Talks with my sister. Mine too. I love it. It's like we have so much in common. I know. I know. And, you know, (laughs) today was a day that we actually spent together. We did spend today together and it was amazing in so many different ways. (laughs) So many different ways. And amazing is one of those adjectives that can be amazingly good or amazingly frustrating. Amazingly. Or amazingly like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. What is life? Please. <laughs> what is life? Please I, you know, I think I think what we should do, um, because our uh, mom moment of the week, I think we both have mom moments of the week that may or may not be from today's experiences so I think we should just jump right in and I think you should start yeah I mean if we're going chronologically my uh my moment started this morning and Amanda you actually received a text message that said this is gonna be my mom moment (laughs) yes I did I said okay I'm ready for it (laughs) so um so I work at a college and they do an employee appreciation day uh, every year for us and it's really great like they when they do employee appreciation like they do employee appreciation and um this year they sent us to uh, a local amusement park and it i was so excited so we got four free tickets and then you could purchase extra tickets um if you needed to depending on the size of you know your family and we wanted to invite and Duh, I invited Amanda and her daughter. Yay. <laughs> so, um, so I have been looking forward to this all summer. I think that they, you know, let us know probably two months ago that this was what they were doing for us. And we're ready. We have a plan and everything's going to be great. So my husband and I took the whole day off work and we were just going to do a family day. And we were going to meet up with Amanda and her daughter. And we didn't invite her husband. Um, I don't know why. I guess we thought we just didn't. We were like, Amanda, do you want to come? Well, to be fair, you only got five tickets. And we did not know that the kids were going to be free. So right. we, we he could have come. but anyways, He could have come. We fair. could have bought him one. But we're just not the whole entire day. But I will say this is important because the whole entire day I felt horrible that we didn't think to just have him come to because he should have been there. Like it was also your daughter's first amusement park experience, if I'm not mistaken. So it was. That's okay though. I'm really sorry about that. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so we'll forgive you. Okay, thanks. I'm just kidding. It's fine. (laughs) So we wake up and we're like, we're going to have a great day. It's going to be so much fun. No. Mm-mm. My son woke up, and not even on the wrong side of the bed. I think he woke up in someone else's bed. Um, <laughs> and it was just from the moment he got out of bed, he is hitting those terrible twos. Like, I, he turned two, and there was just a switch that flipped in his brain. It was like, yeah, terrible. on, And he just throwing himself around, and he's screaming, and he's throwing things and he's just not cooperating and but one moment he'd be like this lovey-dovey little snuggle bug and then the next moment he was like Tasmanian devil and I just lost it I lost it I was like I don't 
right now, I don't want him here. Like, I want to send him to daycare. And that I felt in that moment awful for even thinking, like, I want, we should have just taken him to daycare and picked him up before we went. It's an honest thought, though, right? I mean, and that's why I think we're doing this uh, podcast is because we're talking about real mom life and real mom thoughts and saying the things that maybe other people aren't going to say. Right. Right. And like, that was the thing. And that was the thing. It was just like, obviously like I didn't, it wasn't extreme to the point where like, I don't want to be a mom anymore, but it was like, I want to take him to daycare. I don't want him in the house. Like I want time myself, but it wasn't that, you know, I don't want to be a mom anymore. Like I, I hate my kid. I hate my life. It wasn't, it wasn't that serious, but I had, this like hour where I was just regretting that I didn't take him to daycare for a half a day. And then after like my, my frustration and my anger and everything settled, like then I started having that guilt of why in the world would I think that, you know, like why would I ever have a moment where I didn't want my kid around? And that was really, you know, that's something that, that is hard to handle because you then start, being hard on yourself and uh, am I a bad mom like is he gonna know that I'm having these feelings like I don't want to project this onto him etc etc but like you said like I think it's important to share situations like this specifically because I feel like a lot of people have moments like this and they may not want to say it out loud and they may not talk to people about it and then they're gonna feel alone and then they're gonna feel like horrible people for having that thought and and, you know, we moved down past it and we were like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to have a great day at this amusement park. It's going to be your first time. You're going to go on the rides. You're going to love it. It's going to be so much fun. And then we got there and it stormed and we got soaking wet and we couldn't go on the rides. And then he was losing his mind and he's running in circles around this pavilion. And I'm just like, we're, we're going to the car. We're going to just fit this one out. And we went to the car and this is when I started to feel really awful because I just like left you and your daughter in the pavilion. I mean, it's not like there was nothing to do. The college had a live band and they had food and it was great and they were covered. And, but I'm like, oh my God, like I left Amanda and her daughter alone. And now I'm just sitting in the car with my boys and like, oh, it was just like an emotional, very emotional morning. And then once the sun came out, I don't think the sun ever came out, but it's raining. Um, <laughs> we we met back up and we did the best we could. Mm-hmm. But the day ended much like it began. So <laughs> it's okay. Tomorrow so you had a day. day. Had yes, a day. you had a day. And yeah. you know what, though? It's one of those things that like, you got to get the bad out to appreciate when the good things happen or even when like the very like even like keeled monotone just mundane days happen you appreciate those even more after having a day like today yeah it was just absolutely. it was a, it was a tough tough day yeah it was. it was supposed to be fun and not for nothing it's kind of like when it rains on your wedding day um which i can attest to uh because it's like you have this like excitement built up for something that you're really excited about and you have these expectations of it's going to go so well and things are going to be great and the sun is going to be shining and uh it's going to be wonderful for everybody involved and and it literally or figuratively rains and um your expectations of where you know you wanted the day to be have just kind of just just shot down and it kind of just brings you down just as a person whether you're talking about something with your kid or anything else going on in your life that you're like looking forward to and then it just doesn't go as you wanted it yeah no absolutely I think that was a big thing because I when I was sitting there in the car waiting for this rain to pass and it wasn't just like a drizzle it was like (laughs) it was raining it was coming (laughs) sideways and it was just it was so loud, like he couldn't even take a nap because it was just hitting the car that yeah. loud. And it didn't last. I mean, it lasted for about an hour, but I was sitting in the car and I'm just, I was feeling so bummed because like you said, my expectations of the day were just, the kids were going to have so much fun together. They were going to ride rides for the first time together. They were going to build this memory together. And we were going to build this memory too, right? Like for me, I was like, 
Oh my god, I'm so excited. His first time in a amusement park. He's gonna love it. And it just was so opposite. And it just was such a bummer. And those expectations, especially when you have kids, you have to learn to um, be looser with, I think. Because you can build something up all you want. It's never going to go the way you expect it to go. Especially with children. Because they are... It's going to go how they want it to go. And most yes. of the time, they don't even know how they want it to go. No. <laughs> so, so. So I, yeah, my, my mom moment is a, is a little bit more sad, but also just to like let you know, if you ever have a moment where like, why did I just get to daycare? You're not a bad mom. You still love your kid. I still love my kid. I just at that moment didn't really like him so much. You know what? That's fair. It's a fair thing. <laughs> it to, you know what? To be even more fair, I don't think he liked you in that moment. Yeah. No. <laughs> All day. All day. <laughs> I mean, so, I guess if you want to put it this way, like we definitely rode a roller coaster today. Maybe not in the amusement park, but the emotional roller coaster. It was, was there. It was. Oh, it was there. So. But that's mine. What do you got for us? Do you want to um, add to the day? Take it away? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my day was not nearly as stressful as your day. Um, and, you know, this isn't like a, I, I feel bad because I know you had a rough day. Um, but we enjoyed kind of like we had like a little girl's day kind of. And it was so much fun. So I can't thank you enough for inviting us and having us um come with you with your college uh, tickets and stuff, because it was, we, we had like a girl's day and it was just so, it was just so great. Um, so as much as yes, I do wish that my husband was there to experience, you know, her first time at a theme park. I mean, it's a mini theme park, but it's still a little theme park. Um, and her first time on rides and stuff. Um, it was really fun to just kind of have that bonding time with the two of us today. Um, I know it was supposed to be, a group of us, uh, but we were separated for the majority of the day, but we got there and, uh, it was sunny and it was hot. Uh, when we got there, we had enough time to walk in, uh, get to where the event was in the theme park. We sat down, we got some lunch for the kids. And, um, then right when we were going to get some ice cream right before we we're going to go and get some, go on the rides. Um, that's when the storm came in, uh, and not just from your son, it was the actual storm that was moving in. And uh, it came fast. Like, it came it really fast. Fast. It was wild. Yeah. So luckily I will say, luckily though, we were prepared, um, where we had the space in the pavilion and we were smart enough to to move to a closer table to the stage so that we were away from the outside. Um, but the band kept playing. So I know you guys went to the car, but um, my daughter and I, we stayed, she ate ice cream. Um, the band was playing and it was a half hour, maybe a little bit longer than that, 45 minutes where it was like bad, where it was like, you really can't leave. Um, and then um, it started to clear up and we went and we, she got on her first ride and she was the only one on the ride and it was the little swings and it was, it was so great. Um, and that uh, started to rain again. And uh, at that point we took a little, we took a potty break, which was great. She, you know, she's kind of at that point where she doesn't like to pee her pants, but like she'll wait until the very last minute to tell me that she's got to go. Uh, so if I don't ask, you know, that's, you know, when an accident could happen, but uh, she's like 95% potty training. I mean, she barely even goes at night anymore. So she, I mean, she's doing great. And when she does go, she gets really upset. So the day goes on and, uh, you know, we wrote all the, all the rides I brought her on, you know, the, the rides that she could go on with me that weren't, you know, the, the crazy ones or anything. Um, and you, you guys left, unfortunately, we played some games and we just, we had such a great time. And so we were going to do like two more rides. And so we got into one where I wasn't even sure if she um, was going to be able to do it or not. Cause she was kind of like right at that cutoff line of like the height. Like I was like, eh. I mean, if you stand up straight, maybe you're, you're tall enough, but if you don't like, so I just got in line. I was like, all right. And uh, we're standing there and I'm holding her at this point. You know, she's tired. We've been there all day and she's been doing so good. And she starts to squirm a little bit. And I look at her and I'm like, do you have to, do you have to go to the bathroom? And she's like, no, I'm not go potty. I'm like, 
okay so i like wait like another like couple of seconds and she's like she's kind of like she's she's moving her like lower half and i was like you gotta go to the bathroom don't you and she's like no i, I go potty and then i felt it and it was warm <laughs> and it was just there here's the kicker we didn't really get wet like her like her clothes got a little wet throughout the day but like when it was raining we were pretty covered i am entirely dry and i just i i, I feel it i feel warmth and i'm holding her and i'm like you're, you're doing it now aren't you you are oh, okay i okay. feel like this is a scene from bridesmaids it's happening yes it's, it's happening she's just literally melting into the ground this is and I, this is an honest conversation that I am having with her of you're you're doing it right now, aren't you? Yeah, okay. And because it, it's like I'm not bad, but I'm just like, all right, here's the kicker of the whole story. There's a group of people, like because obviously I'm standing in line to get to this bride that, you know, now we obviously can't go on and I'm like stuck in the front now. So now I'm like standing there waiting. But as it's happening and I can feel the warmth, this parent it's a it's a dad he comes up behind me and he goes oh no oh no and he's pointing at it and i looked, i just looked at him and i was like yeah i felt it and he's like oh no like you could just like see the sympathy in this man's face of like i am so sorry but there's like I feel bad for you but I, there's nothing i can do but i just want to sympathize with you really quick like i'm like ah, you've probably been peed on to before i get it yeah. like <laughs> so we um we exited the line and luckily there was a bathroom right there but i was like you know we were at that like point of the day where i was like i know she's gonna have to go soon i know i'm gonna have to ask her but i was like we'll do one more ride <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. Uh, luckily, she had a change of clothes in the bag that I had. Um, I, however, did not. So I had to do the walk of shame out of the park. <laughs> I feel like, um, though, and... if it was me, just based on where we were parked, we were parked right next to the water park. You should have just ran through the water park really quick, like the splash pad, and be like, I got yep. wet. <laughs> I just got wet inside. You know, I, I I swear that did cross my mind. And I was like, you know what, though? I'm just, that's going to make me more uncomfortable because I'll be yeah. even more like wet at this point. Um, but the good news is that, like, where I was holding her on, like, my side and kind of like where she was positioned, it only got the front of me. So I was able to at least drive home um, without, like, getting anything like in the car like i said she had a change of clothes so we had like we had gotten her all set but yeah i um i was not even kind of upset i mean she she felt bad and she said sorry mommy i'm like it's okay honey I'm like you just have to tell me when you have to go and we'll go right away yeah but um she she felt bad but i just i laughed and i called my husband and i was just like well we were gonna stay for like another half hour however <laughs> i've been peed on <laughs> I've been peed on. I've been peed on. Luckily, I, it was my my daughter and not my somewhat stranger. Right. I don't know. Right. Oh. 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 I feel like if if nothing else, this is a learning moment for all parents to always bring yourself a change of clothes because you never know what could happen. Because not only did they have you at the end of the day, a much less gross when we were getting our food, our son covered my husband in mustard. Oh yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, when are we going to learn? We, we pack them a change of clothes. I feel that's like a, that's great advice. And I mean, I have like a sweatshirt, you know, like, yeah. because you know, I knew the, the weather was going to kind of be up and down, but I think that's, that's great advice. I mean, and this is also coming from two people that like you and I like, aren't really water people like we right. don't really do water rides this no. isn't throwing shade on anybody that does it's just not our thing and our kids can go and do it and have the best time mm -hmm. but i think for people that are maybe like us that are not even considering doing anything in the water um who wouldn't have a change of clothes so now now we know i think that's great advice yeah always pack a change of clothes for, yourself. Yeah. for everyone involved in this situation everyone yeah. yes but pack clothes for a stranger I'm just kidding. <laughs> you never know. Because then that guy could have been like, you know what? I packed extra clothes for you. <laughs> I knew these come just... in handy one day. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's a wild, it's a wild ride. And you know, you do your best 
we need that young kid to like do fun things and but I two really pushes it and I feel like you felt this back when your daughter was two because um, I remember having conversations with you uh, and and you want to have these fun memories and I just need to keep reminding myself like even though today didn't turn out the way I wanted it to that's more my memory and not his because he's not going to remember his first time at an amusement park just being a disaster from the moment he woke up right like I'll remember it but like we can pretend a different time was the first time well and you know what though he may remember it. i mean like we talked about like young memories like very early yeah. memories but his memory of it might be like oh i remember when i went on that little roller coaster with my cousin and yeah. it was amazing like i remember it. it was like it was i remember it being like a turtle and i remember being on it and being like oh my god this is so much fun so like even though your memory of it might have a different feeling his memory of it might have a better fit. Yeah. Because and he did. He did a couple of rides. He did make it through yeah. a couple of rides. And he rides. did good. Yeah. We have we do have some good pictures where they're both smiling and having a great time together. And that's yeah. that's what's important. And that's what we need to, you know, we need to focus on the positive is that at least we got that. Yeah. And it wasn't all terrible. Yeah, no doubt. I mean that's and that's one of my other favorite things. Mm-hmm. Like not only do I feel like, I mean, obviously we have like a best friend relationship. We are, I, I, I'm not going to say it's uncommon for sisters to be as close as we are, but we are like genuinely best friend, right? Like, yeah. And it's so cool to know, like, I love seeing our kids have this relationship with one another mm-hmm. too. You know, they have done so many firsts together. You know, yes. the first time they were at the beach together, the first time they went to an amusement park together. Technically, their first time at the zoo was together, even though he was in my belt. That's true. That is true. So it's just like <laughs> all of these like firsts and it's we have all of these wonderful memories that they're going to be able to look back on. And, you know, whether he physically remembers his first roller coaster ride, roller coaster, kitty roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. being with his cousin or not, like. We're gonna have pictures, Ruby. We're like, oh, really? You guys did this together. You guys are best friends. Deal with it. Deal with it. Your best friends. <laughs> We're gonna make you best friends forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. You don't have a choice. So, but it, it was an interesting day. And it's funny that one day that was very intertwined had two very different perspectives. And I yep. think that also brings us into who our guest is today because we are going to have a completely different perspective on motherhood um, from our guest today because she is a stepmom that we are talking to. And that is a perspective on motherhood that you and I aren't familiar with. Absolutely. Yep. I think this is going to be a really good, really good conversation and really enlightening, I think, for those of us who are not step parents. Today's guest is Jessica. She is a mom of three, and today she will be sharing her experience as a stepmom. She described herself as a stepmom, but has always referred to the kids as her kids. Without further ado, we would like to welcome Jessica to Mom Talk with my sister. Welcome, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. For sure. Absolutely. Glad to be a part of it gonna be fun we've had a ton of really cool experiences so far and i'm actually really excited because i have so many questions about what life is like as a stepmom so do i it's like a way yeah (laughs) it's like a whole different world like first i have questions about being a mom and then i became one and i have even more questions about being a mom now than i did before such a confusing world but definitely a whole different ball game to be a stepmom i feel like there's obviously you're still a mom right but it's just like there's so many little nuances that I feel like you have to probably deal with that we don't as, you know, biological mom, I guess. So if you want to get started, can you just tell us like the basics of like your life and your lifestyle before you met your husband, before you had kids? Sure. Um, so I started dating my husband back in 2007. Um, prior to that, I had Um, Dated some other people that had kids, but um, they were kind of the relationship where we would have them 
maybe one day a weekend or something like that. It was definitely not a situation where the kids were with us all the time or more often than they were not. Um, so when I started dating my husband, um, he had the three children and um, the two oldest were uh, had one mother and the youngest one had a separate mother. So not only did we have to kind of um, you know, blend that, um, but there were, you know, kind of two um, other families that we had to consider with everything that uh, that was going on there. When you first met the kids, like, did you feel welcomed by them or did you ever have feelings of like discomfort or like that they, you, they didn't want you around or did they always seem very welcoming and open to the fact that you were going to be in their life now? Um. I think it was, you know, it, it took a little bit. Um, my husband was in a previous relationship and the kids um, liked his ex. Um, she wasn't, she's not a mother of either of the children they dated for, you know, a short time. Um, so I think for a while it was, you know, they really liked her and didn't really know me and who was this woman and that sort of thing. Um, so it did take a little bit for them to warm up to me. Um, but I think initially we, you know, just kind of, um, worked into it and did fun things with them. And I, you know, made sure to go see their games and their concerts and their, you know, important events in their life and show them that, that I was going to show up for them and I was there for them and just another person, um, to, to root them on and, and be there to help. Um, you know, I think initially it wasn't like, it's not like I met my husband and we said, okay, we're getting married. And, you know, so, I mean, there was, there was some time where it was, you know, everyone kind of feeling each other out. So when you started, when you started dating your husband and you realized it was, you know, becoming more serious and, and you moved on to talking about marriage and, and getting married, um, what was like your initial thought of, okay, I'm going to be a mom now, right? Like was, was, was that, did that play into your decision to move forward with your husband at all? Obviously. Um, I mean, I had met the kids pretty early on. Um, and had quite a bit of interaction with them and, you know, time spent with them. Um, I think, you know, I have definitely seen some kids that I would never sign up in a million years to step parent. Um, you know, our, our three were, were pretty good kids. Um, I mean, they all, you know, obviously all kids have their, their moments, but, uh, you know, it was definitely something where I was like, okay, I can see myself parenting these um, kids co-parenting with, you know, the other families and kind of, you know, getting through day-to-day -day life and, and raising these kids. So for sure, it was definitely um, something that went into a lot of thought. Now, Justin, you mentioned like the co-parenting that like actually leads us like into another really good question. Do you feel like you were included in the co-parenting um, with the other moms, I guess? Um, or do you feel like they tried to like, like box you out? and not include you on things or, I mean, I know it's a tricky situation anyways, and not for nothing, us women can, you know, sometimes be tough, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, right from the beginning, my husband let the kids know, you know, if it came from my lips, it was just as if it came out of his mouth. So mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be a situation where it was, well, Jess said, no, let me ask dad. Um, you know, they knew that if I said no, he was also going to say no. So as far as in our household, um, it made it easy to do everything, you know, if, whether it was asking them to take the garbage out or, you know, telling them no, that they couldn't go to a friend's house. Um, you know, I, I always knew that whatever I said, it, it wasn't going to be 30 seconds later, they were doing what they wanted because they went to dad and he said yes. Um, as far as the other moms, um, it was definitely not easy. Um, I think there was a lot of animosity there and, um, you know, it was, it was hard to, uh, kind of deal with that. Sometimes they resented me for trying to parent and, and do certain things. Um, when in reality, all I wanted was to raise good kids and, you know, be the best extra bonus mom that I could be. I, love that. I think it says too a lot about your husband and your relationship as well. You know, with him, 
you know, saying like, you know, this is, we are parenting together and like, you know, having your back essentially, like, I just think that's like good foundation for a good experience. Absolutely. So much respect, mutual respect, like my kids are your kids, right? Like, yeah. and, and having your yeah. back, knowing that you want the best for the kids as well. So you're not going to, mm-hmm. you know, say anything or do anything that he would question, right? So him having your back, that is really great because I think sometimes that can be a, a very slippery slope with, you know, step parent, primary parent, you know, interaction. Agreed. Um, do you feel, speaking of like the kids and you having like what you said, your husband backed you on and um, do you feel that the kids ever treated you differently or did they ever try to push their boundaries with you? For sure. There was, you know, a couple of times that, you know, they would be upset with me over something and, you know, throw out the, you're not my mom. I don't have to listen to you sort of thing. Um, you know, I definitely think they, they tried, which, you know, I think in some time, some situations they try with, you know, every kid tries with every parent. Um, do I think there was probably a little bit more of that? Yes. But I think all in all, like, you know, they were good kids and, you know, did what we asked them to do. Do you feel like when they would say something to you, like, oh, you're not my mom, like, cause you see that in like movies and TV shows and stuff where then it's like, it's either really dramatic, like, or it's something that's just like, yeah, whatever, like, I don't care. Like, how did you feel uh, when they would say something like that to you? Cause that like, as an adult, like raising kids now, that would like crush my soul. And like, like I said, you see it on movies and stuff and you're just like, you know, is it really that bad or is it like something where you're just like, if you know, they're just being dramatic, you're like, all right, whatever. Yeah. I think, um, you know, especially with our kids, it was a little bit different with each of them. So with our older two having full custody of them, um, that was definitely a rarer statement. Um, so when they said it, like, I think it hurt more. And I, um, you know, I just felt like I had more, uh, responsibility in parenting with them. Um, with the youngest daughter, she said it often. Um, and I think she had trouble dealing with the fact that she had both a mom in her life and, um, you know, me as a stepmom. So with her, it was just kind of like something that she just said. So, you know, kind of rolled off my back sort of thing. So you have your stepchildren now, you're married to your husband, you have your stepchildren, you're raising them. Did you and your husband ever um, talk about having your own kids together? So initially we did. Um, My husband had um, had a vasectomy after his youngest daughter. Um, So obviously there would be some work that would have to be done to, you know, kind of finagle that. Um, But it was something that we did discuss um, early on. I would say probably after we were together, you know, about a year and a half, two years, um, you know, we just both kind of decided that, you know, we really liked where our life was at that point. Um, The kids, the youngest was eight when I came into with their lives. So, you know, at that point she was 10 and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, do we want to start over? You know, can you imagine having a baby? Like we have a little bit of freedom you know, they can kind of watch each other and keep an eye out if we go out to dinner, if we, you know, go do something. Um, and obviously, if we have a baby, that's, you know, a lot more consideration to, um, you know, what that all looks like, not to mention the cost and who's going to watch this baby during the day because the other kids are at school. So, um, you know, you have to have some sort of daycare, that sort of thing. So it was definitely something we had talked about initially, but then, you um, within a couple of years had decided that that was no longer what we were interested in. That's understandable. I would imagine the calendar would have gotten even like bigger. Like you need one of those like full wall calendars for who is where, and then you had a baby in the mix and you're like, well, I don't even know what my name is anymore. I, can't. <laughs> exactly. I have a full wall calendar. It is huge. It is, it, it's very large. And uh, I still don't know where I am most days. And I only have one. You you only have three. (laughs) So like throwing a fourth and a 10 year age difference. That's a significant age difference. Yeah. You know? So it's like that 
that's also something to think about. I think, you know, my husband and I, we talk about whether or not we want to have a second. And one of, one of our big things is what is the biggest age difference that we want? Because we're not ready to have a second. And, you know, Amanda and I are five years apart and we're best friends. So like it works, but my husband and his brother are five years apart and they talk on holidays. So it's like, which is not a problem. You know what I mean? But it's just like, you're, you're flipping the coin with an age difference like that on what kind of a relationship can be formed between the siblings and, you know, whether or not they're going to like each other or, or the older one's going to resent the new one because they're going to understand what a baby crying in the middle of the night is a lot more <laughs> than like a four-year-old, right? So, you know, that, that's... And I really- definitely think that that would have been amplified with stepchildren. You know, the fact that these three were all older, you know, now we bring a, a baby into the mix that is quote unquote, ours, biologically, and, you know, that's going to create its own resentment and and sort of things that, you know, I think we're just, you know, we were happy not to not to have to worry about that. That's such a great point. I didn't even think about that part of it. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, Amanda, like that is, that definitely is a tough situation. Because you hear about siblings that are, you know, one of my best friends, her, her, She's the only one from her parents. They each have kids from other marriages, and and it definitely has caused you know some tension. And not always, but you know it 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 feels different sometimes for the kids. So I think that's definitely something to take into consideration that I had never thought of before. So Jess, do you think that your definition of what a stepmom is has changed since you because like I feel like when you're a kid and you think of you know like Disney movies and like the evil stepmom right and then like all of a sudden like oh my gosh you are now a stepmom and do you think that your opinion before being a stepmom changed um into like what being an actual step like quote-unquote stepmom is absolutely um you know I think growing up I had friends that were divorced and you know their fathers had gotten remarried and it seems like all the stepmoms were people that, you know, I would never want to be or, you know, people that just weren't very nice to the kids. Um, the other thing I think is, you know, usually you think about it and the mom usually has primary custody. So I think that creates a very different relationship if you're a step parent in a situation where you have every other weekend or you have, you know, every Friday night or something like that. I think there's less bond to be formed, um, you know, and more kind of resistance. And obviously, as the kids get older, they don't want to go every other weekend to their dad's house. They want to stay with their friends and, you know, do that sort of thing. Um, You know, so I think, you know, especially with the older two, with having full custody, um, you know, I'm really happy with the relationship that we have and um, that, that kind of was generated from having them 12 out of 14 days in a two week period. Yeah. I feel like that does make a significant difference, right? Like, and again, something that we've never had to think about because, you know, our parents were together our whole lives. And then, um, you know, now we, we don't have stepchildren. And, um, so the closest that I have is my husband, his dad remarried, but they were all adults. So it was like, I mean, adults, I say, I say loosely, they were 18. Brian, I think was 18 when his dad remarried and uh, his stepbrother was the same age um, as he was when they were 18. So they were still adults, you know, and, um, and that's, it's a completely different, you know, situation when you're an adult and your parent remarries. We understand that one, Amanda, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. our dad just remarried. So, um, but I'm other- here my dad remarried i have three you know step siblings um but it was you know i was gosh in my late 20s when they when they were married so um so you know, definitely different let me ask you this because i feel i'm so like i i love my dad's wife like she's great she really is and she but she has three kids and her kids are much younger than us um yeah but like i don't know and not to be like me, but I don't consider them my step siblings. Whereas like Ryan's brothers, we consider them step siblings. And like, 
What did you do with that when you were in your, in your, you said your late twenties and your dad remarried mm-hmm. and you, did you, do you yeah. consider them step siblings? Do you have like a close relationship with them? So I've actually never met them. Oh, oh okay. Um, there we go. To be fair, um, my father and stepmother live in Kentucky. So um, they used to actually come up here every summer and spend quite a bit of time with us, which was nice. Um, but the couple of times that we have been down in Kentucky, the kids were not around. Um, I don't think that they're very close with my stepmom and um, with my dad, um, with the exception that now one of them has actually moved back in uh, to their home. Um, so, you know, but I honestly have never met them. But I do like, you know, I, I talk about them as I, you know, I guess I it's weird because like, I don't buy them Christmas gifts. I don't ever talk to them sort of thing. But, you know, if somebody asks like, oh, do you have siblings? You know, I talk about my sister and then I have, you know, three step siblings. Um, and I guess similarly, my mother has been long-term dating a man that has um, two kids. I don't call them my stepbrothers or stepbrother and sister, but you know, I, they're there. This could be like a whole nother episode in itself because, yeah, because it's the same for us where, you know, our dad just remarried. Our parents were together for literally 30 years. Mm -hmm. Then they, they divorced and they started seeing other people and, um, her, she has three of her own children. And then our mom is dating somebody very long-term and he has two children. And I, I'm with you, Bethany, like, I don't ever, I I don't ever talk about them. I don't ever like, but I think it's still new for us. Like just you are saying that like this happened in your early twenties. And so it's been a little bit of time since then, like where, or late twenties, I'm sorry, late twenties, but like, and like for us, like, I mean, this is fresh. This is like last couple of months fresh. So even though they've been dating for, you know, quite some time now, um, I still like, I don't think about like when people ask me about my siblings, I, they, I, there's no nothing in my head that even goes to any of those other children. No, it's weird. it is weird. And I don't mean it disrespectfully. I just I don't think yeah. about it. Um, but realistically, it is it. You know, nowadays, it's so much more common to have blended families and, you know, to have that sibling, that parent, that grandparent. And and I think that, you know, having that dynamic has it, it's so different for so many people. And, you know, your experience is definitely not going to be the same as somebody else's experience. But I think that, you know, your take on those kids are your kids. You know, that's that's such an amazing way to look at it because I also know that there are some step parents out there that go into this situation. They're like, you're not my kid. You're not my problem. And, and that also is a completely different form of like, quote, evil stepmom, right? Like it, there's the ones yeah. who are just mean. And then there's the ones who are just like, I ain't dealing with you. Bye. So it's like, it's really awesome to just like hear your take on, on how involved and how much you, you, you know, you made an effort to be in their corner and to show them like, I'm not here for anything more than to be another person in your corner. And I think that's great. Yeah. It's really well said, Bethany. What was your favorite part of being a step? And it's kind of a broad question, but like, do you have a favorite part? Um, I think just like the everyday moments, like just being with them, you know, to hear about their days and um, to make their favorite dinners and um, to help them with homework and go to their games and their concerts. And, you know, that was probably the, the best thing, just being there. Just being a mom. I love that. Yeah. And just being a mom too. Like that's not like, I mean, I don't even really love the term stepmom, but that's right. like, you're just, you're, you're being a mom and you're being a good person and you are instilling good life lessons like on the kids, just bring that positive, like positivity. Um, so I was going to ask, um, based on your experiences, do you have any advice for any other stepmoms, soon-to-be stepmoms, possible stepmoms, anything like that that you could now give going, you know, in from not being a mom to all of a sudden, bam, you get married to your mom? Um, I think, you know what, just love the kids and 
you know, every kid's different. Um, all three of ours were, were very, very different. Um, what they needed was different. Um, just kind of get to know them and, you know, be the best person you can be for them. Um, you know, I just think just be there. That's, you know, these kids didn't ask to be, you know, a product of a divorce and they didn't ask to be, you know, product of, you know, having a stepmom, um, that sort of thing. So I think, you know, just kind of making it as easy for them as it can be and just seamless and making them, you know, welcome in the home and making that their home and just making them feel loved every day, I guess. I love it. And I love the fact too, that you even uh, mentioned, um, you know, the kids didn't ask for this. And that's such a good thing, I think, for people to remember, because adults are adults, adults do adult things, um, make adult decisions. And it does have an effect on the kids, depending, you know, on who their caregiver is. And um, so I think having that understanding, always having that, like, somewhere, whether it's the forefront or the back of your mind, like, just knowing and keeping that in mind is such good advice. Like kids didn't ask for this. So I need to make this the best possible experience I can, not just for myself, but for them. The other thing I think is, is important is to just to not badmouth the other parent. Um, everybody has their, their different ways of doing things. And, um, you know, that was always something that we tried our hardest not to do in front of the kids. My husband and I would definitely have our own conversations about, things that we didn't think were appropriate or I can't believe this happened or, you know, this person did this or didn't do this or didn't come to this. Um, but it was always something that we, you know, didn't do in front of the kids. Um, I just don't think they need to, to hear that. Well, and I think that kind of goes back into they didn't ask for this, right? Like that, none of us ask for our parents. We are born to the, the parents that we're born to. And some people are really good people and some people aren't so good people. And that's not our fault. And I love that, you know, what you had said, they didn't ask for this, that Amanda pointed out was the exact same thing that's really stood out to me. Um, because, you know, from the beginning, no kid asked for who their parents are and being supportive and understanding of that and not bad mouthing the other parent is huge. Because I mean, that happens with biological parents, you know, and, and that's something I think we can all learn from. And we can all try to take with us, it, you know, moving forward as parents and people, really. Just watch what you say. There are certain things that don't need to be said, especially in front of children, because they're growing and they're learning and it's not their fault. None of this is their fault. So that's really good advice. Really good advice. Yeah. I really like that. So. I think that if you're comfortable with it, we can move on to our fun Ask a Mom segment. This is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> so I think I'm ready. Okay. Yes. So Ask a Mom is really quickly, it is a um, short segment where we have people who do not yet have children of their own. Um, they, ask, they submitted questions to us. We spin a wheel that is Am I broken right now? Not really sure what's going on with it. Um, we're going to do our best. Um, and I know we, the three of us, will take turns answering a random question. Um, and we're going to get each other's take on it. And we're going to answer a question from one of our listeners. So hang on. I'm not going to move. All right. I'm going to do my best here, guys. This will be a Okay. We landed on question number 16. Okay. Question number 16 is from Lindsay. Lindsay is 31 and she does not know if she wants children of her own. Lindsay's question is, do moms really hide the good snack from their children? Like how it's portrayed in TV shows and commercials. For example, secretly hiding in the bathroom eating Oreos or telling your toddler it is a healthy snack while you munch on a candy bar? If so, do you ever feel guilty? <laughs> this is unbelievable. And I'm so happy about this question. <laughs> this oh, is a I, wonderful question. I have my answer. I also have mine. Justy, you have yours. I do have mine. Okay. okay. Who wants to start? <laughs> 
I don't know, Jess, you're the guest. Why don't you decide who starts? Um, Bethany starts. Okay. My answer is absolutely yes. Yes. <laughs> I will stick my head into the refrigerator and shove food in my mouth. And if my baby comes running around the corner, I'm like, what? What do you need something? Nothing to see here. Like, and then if he sees me, like, I don't know, most if I'm in the refrigerator, most of the time it's cheese. Um, if he sees me shoving cheese in my mouth and he's like, ah, cheese, cheese. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll give you like one piece, but like, that's it. Can't spoil your dinner. Like, <laughs> I do it all the time. I will 100% hide to eat the good stuff. And do I feel guilty about it? No. No, I do not. Um, A, I'm slightly selfish and I want the good snacks for myself. B, I don't want him to have my bad eating habits. So, no, I don't feel guilty. I would rather have him crave blueberries than Milky Ways because I crave Milky Ways. That's my <laughs> answer. Random candy to crave. I know. I know. I don't know why. Like, I go through like ups and downs and like phases of what candy bar I want. And right now it's been Milky Way. And I don't, I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jess, you go. <laughs> you go. All right. Um, I will definitely say that we did hide snacks from the kids. Um, I would actually hide like the good candy, the Reese's and the Almond Joys and all that stuff in our bedroom. And if there was candy in the house, it was things that I didn't want and it was down in the kitchen. Um, now the kids are out of the house and I hide things from my husband. So <laughs> definitely a learned experience. Um, it's fine though. No big deal. I don't feel guilty. You, you need things every now and then. And you know what? You deserve it. This is, I love that. <laughs> that is such a perfect answer. She's like, I have practice and now I can use this on my husband. <laughs> And I've gotten really good at it too. I'm not good at believe that. Spot. Yes, I believe that. Yeah. Or I would take like the good snacks to work and, you know, leave them in my drawer at work. So definitely nobody was stealing them there. And I started working with Jess. And then, <laughs> hey, Jess, what, what do you got in your drawers? <laughs> you, got, you got those Reese's? You know, they're my favorite. Yeah. Ooh, that's tasty. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> Jess isn't here today. She won't mind. <laughs> Amanda opens your desk drawer and she counts. She's like, all right, there's five left. So if I eat one, I'll just replace it with one tomorrow. She'll never know. She'll be fine. Just never know. <laughs> all right. Uh, so my answer is also yes. However, um, we don't really like, like, I don't have anything like specific hidden that she doesn't know about. But what I will say is that um, like we had uh, the Memorial Day parade or whatever a while ago, and she got I, she got more candy at that parade than she has at any Halloween. I mean, we've only started really trick or treating last year, um, but she got twice as much candy at this parade, and it's in our little Mrs. Kasha Davis bag. Shout out Mrs. Cash Davis. <laughs> um, but she, it's funny. The reason I say that is because I have it up in a cupboard in the bag and we used it for potty training. Um, she's decently potty. She, she's mostly potty trained now, uh, but we use it for potty training. So now every time that she goes to the bathroom, she goes, Mrs. Kasha Davis gives me candy. And I'm like, you are so extra. I can't even like, so she knows like where it is and it is hidden away and it's out of like where she like can't get to it. Um, so obviously like, I don't feel guilty about that. But what I will say is this question reminds me when we were kids, um, our parents, yes, <laughs> our parents. And this is, so this is like, as we were like, like younger but not like not like our like we have toddlers now so like around like your kids age when you became a stepmom um our parents came up with the forbidden cupboard and they would put because snacks are expensive but they would put like all of the good like 
really good snacks like the, the zebra cake. cream pies and the zebra cakes and like all of like the good the stuff doritos. that were supposed to go on our lunches the doritos everything would be in the forbidden cupboard and you were not allowed to go in the forbidden cupboard so it's kind of like what it is for my daughter like where she knows where it is but it's like it's the forbidden cupboard dude the forbidden cupboard was real but like our brother he was a growing boy right so they say and homie would eat all the snacks in one city. And I can't even blame this just on him because let's be real here. I don't know, Amanda, if you were home. I think you might have been moved out or in college or something when this happened. But mom bought it. toaster strudels were on sale. Buy oh, one, get one free. I was still in high school and I remember this. <laughs> Go ahead. No. You tell the story and then I'm going to tell my reaction to the story. No. Mom didn't buy the toaster strudels very often because they were expensive. And um, so when she bought them, mm, you just couldn't get enough of them. My brother and I ate six toaster strudels a piece in one day. In one day. We just hammered the boxes. So this is not just a him problem. This is also a me problem. Hence why I shoved my face into the refrigerator to eat food. Um, But we hammered and mom was so mad she was like i just bought those that is why the forbidden i remember talking to mom on the phone because i used to babysit them in high school and i remember talking to mom and i was such a judgmental asshole like but i was like this is when amanda was like uh i'm just like better than everyone (laughs) um but i remember talking to mom and she was so mad and i was like mom they're so gross. Do you realize how many calories and how many grams of fat they just <laughs> ate? Like, I was like, mom, there's like 60 plus calories and like one or like a half of one of these. I, I remember <laughs> specifically having this conversation with mom. She was so furious. Like she was furious at you guys. And I just remember thinking you guys were disgusting. But here's the here's the thing. Here's where I've come in life is now if there were toaster strudels in my freezer, I for sure eat the whole box of them. <laughs> nice. I was, uh, I was the worst. Dude. I will say it's not, it wasn't, wasn't snacks. Um, but I would, you know, we had a growing boy and my goodness, when he ate, he ate. So I would buy a lot of food from Aldi's and stuff and have that in the freezer for his quote unquote afternoon snack, which was more like two meals for a normal person. (laughs) Yes. And then I would have, we actually had another freezer that was on the front porch that that's where I would put like all like I don't know, the better quality food and like steaks and things that we're like, you're not eating this like this is for a real dinner or, you know, definitely not for you to eat six at a sitting. And we actually had a sign on the freezer like, do not (laughs) open this freezer and take anything from this freezer. I feel like there should also be an inventory clipboard with a pen. Yes. Like we need to start keeping that would have still been me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm I'm learning for my future because right. my son is he is definitely a growing boy. He is going to eat me. If he's anything like his dad, who wakes up in the middle of the night every single night to have a midnight snack, which sometimes is a bowl of cereal and sometimes is a full turkey dinner. Like he will eat I'm so mad, guys. The other day, this is real. Sorry, side note. But the other day, I it was Monday because I was working remote. So Sunday, I made homemade pad thai. There was extra. There was leftovers. One was packed up for his lunch. One was packed up for my lunch. I woke up in the morning. I opened the refrigerator, and there's no pad thai. And I texted him, and I said, did you take both of the pad thais for lunch today? And he goes, oh, no, I ate one last night for my midnight snack. I was like, Oh, oh that was my lunch. Like, so if my kid is anything like his father, I'm going to have to have an inventory clipboard and spreadsheet. And I'm going to have to have a freezer like that. I like this idea, Jack. I like that idea, too. Yeah. It's or the something that freezer. has like a taser on a certain shelf <laughs> of the refrigerator that if they touch something, they just get jolted. <laughs> That's it. That's the, the move right there. The ultimate forbidden cupboard. The, yep. Yeah. Taser. <laughs> It's, it's, um, for the freezer, it's the forbidden freezer. 
oh, the forbidden mm-hmm. freezer. Mm-hmm. I'm liking all of these Love ideas. It. Love it. We're doing it. Love awesome. It. <laughs> well, I think that wraps us up for tonight. You have anything else you wanted to add before we go, Jess? Words of wisdom? I think I'm good. Good? Yeah. Think of anything. Awesome. Thank you again so very much for doing this, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Jess. This was fun. Have a great night. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) So good. Just call him daddy. Just call him daddy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? I'm driving daddy's truck to work tomorrow and I I I will be driving it to work tomorrow. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm dead. Please note, the views and opinions shared by our guests are just that, opinions. They do not necessarily reflect our own views on topics discussed. So please keep an open mind while listening, as nothing about our podcast is meant to be hurtful or exclusive. Thanks for joining.